Traveler. Jeff, no. <laughs> Welcome no, Jeff. thee to the Jeff, Tavern no. of Seeing Reddit. Jeff, I'm no. Matt Heron. <laughs> you fucked it up so bad. Uh. Hi, and welcome to another exciting episode of Seeing Reddit, where once a week we pick a random subreddit and explore that topic for about an hour. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff Kowalski. I'm Louisa Heron. And I'm going to include all of that staged mutiny in the beginning of this episode, <laughs> just so you guys know. Yeah, that's that's why we did it. Yep. yep. So, hopefully, that will put us off to a good goofy start. Yeah. Well, I you think have I to. Did great. I never stopped talking for a second. Yeah, that's the that's the key thing to hosting a podcast is never stop talking. Uh, I will say, uh, as someone who hosts a podcast where I'm the only host and then I have guests on, that is 100% the key. Yes. <laughs> I imagine if we had guests, first of all, they probably wouldn't be very good guests, which means that... <laughs> yeah, everyone we know is a dumpus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's exactly my point. Which Before means you say that on the podcast. <laughs> yes. Which means that we would have to, like, keep the things moving so that people didn't just sort of trail off into weirdness. That's our thing. They're not allowed to do it. (laughs) We get to do that. Yes. Yeah, we're the ones who have to talk about great historical figures transmogrified into horrible beasts. Did we do that? Who was that? Uh, John Henry and uh, Frankenstein. He was uh, greater than a person. He became a Superman, if you will. (laughs) Wait, are you talking about John Henry or Mecca John Henry? Both. Or or Frankenstein. John Henry, at no point (laughs) in our story, is not a human being. He stays human the whole time. That's kind of his thing. Right, but through the narrative he becomes... He has the superpower of being still a human being at the end of it. Yes. So he's got that, and then Mecha John Henry has the good qualities of John Henry. Also, he's a robot, so therefore better than a person. And yet, Mecha John Henry can't beat John Henry because there's some things that can't be mechanized, Louisa. Oh, he doesn't know what love is. That yes. was his greatest weakness. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what, how do we feel about uh, the time John Henry fought Mothra? Uh, was it good? Yeah. Nah, no, I'm okay. not going to do that joke. <laughs> All right, cool. I just wanted to feel it out before I said it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a good effort, but I'm I'm just I'm rejecting that one. He was able right, to cool. use his uh, mining lantern to distract Mothra, and then uh, you know there didn't have to be a fight. <laughs> mining lantern? What is he? What is he? The the golden is, age green lantern? Yeah, he's wearing a mining lantern as he is digging through the center of the earth, obviously around his neck, like. Flavor Flav type character. He and he's got a big purple cape. 
<laughs> I'm not making this up. He has a candle on his hat in a little reflector because that's what miners had before electricity. Like, and he's doctors, Louisa. Doctors have reflectors on their hats. Oh, right. And he's so friends with Wildcat. Digging down into a human body and is too dark to see. Exactly. He's, friends, he's also friends with that Flash who wears the helmet. Yep, yep. he's de- he's got the mining lantern and everything. John Henry is kind of like the Flash. Like his main thing was speed, uh, right? Like yeah. I kn- I know that in the comics he was compared to Superman, what with the whole steel thing. But it would make more sense if he was like the Flash. He was another version of the Flash, wouldn't it? Yes. No, because he also has to be strong to swing that big hammer. Uh, how strong do you really need to be to swing a hammer? Very. I don't think that's true. Also, can can the Flash work out super fast? Yeah, does it make a difference? Well, he's got to take breaks between reps, right? But he heals faster than a normal person. So, like, could he get swole in a day? Yes, but it wouldn't take in enough calories to create extra muscle mass, right? But he can eat really fast. We've seen that. Yeah, but even I think it all kind of evens out. I don't know, man. I feel like if he ate, like, 7,000 beans, and then, like... (laughs) Okay. Is this a math problem? No. (laughs) Shut up, Louisa. I want to hear where this is going. (laughs) I don't even know. I mean, 7,000 beans is a lot, but I don't think that's an unreasonable... that's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) No, boo. But I don't. I don't even know. I feel like that's actually a pretty low ball number for like an obscene amount of beans to eat. Yeah, which is why it's particularly weird that you decided on the very specific number of seven thousand. Well, okay. I was originally going to say like seven thousand hamburgers or something, but if he's trying to get fit, that's not a good diet for him to go on. Yeah. I don't so, think it matters because he has a super good metabolism that no, just like he, turns every. Does he have to poop? I bet he doesn't. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. No, <laughs> His body does. probably just processes all of it. No, he must have to poop way more often than normal people, though, because, like, not o- your poop doesn't just get rid of the stuff you ate that you couldn't use. It also gets rid of other things from your body. Mainly dead blood cells. He's got to be yeah. tearing through those blood cells, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. your poop is brown because there's so many red blood cells in it. So, like, you... you you gotta figure he's pooping his blood. Maybe he's just pooping a little bit all the time. <laughs> Maybe that's how it works. Oh man! What if he's just what if he's just pooping blood all the time, and that's why his suit is red? <laughs> yeah, his suit's a, a it's a Fremen still suit that just is constantly processing his waste. <laughs> No, uh, my theory is that he, uh, his, the stuff all still moves through his body at the same speed, but the cells are super fast, so they eventually are just like, "Mm, well, we better just keep breaking this down and reabsorbing it into the body. If all of his muscles move super fast, the... Uh, peristaltic contractions inside his body would move super fast too, right? And he wouldn't have any control over those because none of maybe, them. Oh no! Maybe he has. <laughs> I think you know what I'm saying. Maybe his secondary <laughs> power is that he has control over every muscle in his body, like the uh, sisters of the Benny Gesserit Sisterhood in Dune. 
It's weird that the Flash is suddenly a very Dune-themed superhero. Is is he the Muad'Dib? Is he? That'd be pretty good. Or I mean, what is what is his actual title? Muad'Dib was his personal name. Yes, he is uh, the uh, Kwisatz Haderach. Yeah, there it is. Yes. Uh, but anyway, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But I still, I'm not sure that he could get swollen an afternoon. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think so. Jeff, if the stuff moves through his body at the same speed, then how come he can eat, like, a million tacos? And I've seen this happen. Uh, I googled, what's the deal with flash poop and those two Reddit (laughs) threads? Jeff, no. (laughs) Jeff, Uh, think think of your browsing history. Oh, this isn't the worst thing in it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay, Louisa, I would like you to guess what the worst thing in Jeff's browsing history is. Go. Uh... Uh, no, I can't. I, I'm really I, can't. I can't do it. Oh, you're you're not doing well at this. No. Uh, I'm gonna guess it's what kind of bugs can I eat? <laughs> Why particularly that? What kind know. of bugs should I eat? I'm imagining I'm imagining Jeff like about to cook something and he looks at the ingredient and there's bugs all over it and he's like, hmm, <laughs> do I have to throw this away? No, I hate bugs. They're the worst. <laughs> but you do like using food even if it probably should no longer be used mm, I guess but like as soon as it hits the floor or touches even the air that has once touched a bug I'm like no this has to be launched into the sun to protect me oh man guys last night talking of bugs last night I uh, I was downstairs in my living room and I heard like these weird thump noises against the window outside, and I was like, oh my god, that's gotta be, like, the biggest moth in the whole world is trying to get in or something. Mm-hmm. So I, I pulled back the curtain out of morbid curiosity, and it was, like, eight tiny frogs. Whoa. <laughs> that's weird. How yeah. pleasant. They were, they were, like, all over the window, and they were just eating the moths that were around the porch light, and I was like, alright, that's, well, that's, that's good, better than what I thought it was, I guess. I get freaked out because sometimes I hear little claws scrabbling at the windows, and if I look, they're birds that are trying to get in. What? They what? Want? What do they want? Why <laughs> do they want to get into your house? I don't know. They're doing what do you have in the there? They're always checking around all the edges of the windows just in case. Louisa, I told you that that room that's just a seed bell <laughs> should really not be... No, at I least need it. have windows. <laughs> and the feng shui is so good in there. I need that seed bell. <laughs> Uh, oh man, I saw X-Men Apocalypse yesterday. Have you guys seen that movie yet? No. No, I heard it was very bad. It's not very bad. I thought it was on par with the other X-Men movies. They were all not great, but not terrible. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, it's mediocre, um, but brief spoilers for something that happens like 15 minutes into the movie. Yeah, whatever. Um, you find out that uh, that Magneto has, like, a wife and child now. He's, like, pretending to be a normal person. What, uh, and what time period is this set in, this movie? The, the 80s, 80s. The okay. early 80s. Okay. Um, and, uh, and he has a daughter, and she briefly shows that her superpower is apparently, like, calling flocks of birds. <laughs> and, like, that is an awesome superpower. <laughs> and, like... I was thinking about it, and, like, that could be related to magnetism, right? Because birds have that magnetic thing for for when they uh, migrate and stuff. What is that called? 
Is that migrating? Yes, migrating. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember what it's called. Anyway, so I was like, oh, that's really cool, but then she dies, like, instantly, so who cares, I guess. <laughs> All right. uh, is she is she from the comic books? Who is she? I don't know. I don't think so. She's not a character I recognize. Her name is Mina or Mira or something, but she she dies when she's, like, six. Hmm. So... Anyway, it's funny because every time that you see Magneto is, like, enjoying someone's company, you're always like, mm, that's not gonna go well for you. Like, his whole story arc is always, like, tragedy, so I don't feel great for you. It's sort of like whenever Harry Potter has a figure that loves him. <laughs> a, a parental figure to Harry Potter, you're probably not gonna go great. Yeah, I'm surprised that uh, uh, Papa Weasley made it through to the end, although yeah. he wasn't supposed to initially. Yeah, I'm surprised. Did any of the Weasleys die besides the twins? Uh, just the, the one twins. twin died. Well, yeah, that one. Apart Fred. from him, nobody, no. In the Weasleys, no. That's weird. I feel like they were, like, the poster child for, like... They were, like, the dog that you that makes you hate the villain when you're not sure... Like, and the villain kills a dog, and you're oh, like, yeah. okay, now I know Yeah, sure. they're the dog from John Wick. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, that, uh, it does seem weird, because there's a goddamn billion of those people, uh, and yeah. they are very clearly, uh, though I'm pretty sure it's stated otherwise, they're very clearly a joke about Catholic Irish people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, how come there's no... I mean, I know the answer to this question, but how come there's no mention of how religion plays into the wizarding world in Harry Potter? Uh, because they're all <laughs> Satan-worshipping godless heathens, because they're witches and wizards. There you go. <laughs> but they're very, I mean, they're either very tolerant or very, like, intolerant, because either they never, they, like... It never in- enters into anyone's mind to consider their, the religions of other people, or religion is abolished. Yeah, I I don't know, because, like, England has a large uh, Indian population, and yes. uh, would there, like, are there Hindu wizards? Are there well, Muslim wizards? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there are Indian wizards, for sure, because what's her name? Pa- pa- There's pa- two of them. There's twins. Yeah, yeah, what's her name? Pa- Par- Parva? Parma? Uh, Padma and Parvati, I think, right? Yeah, something like they that. They had yeah. pa- names, didn't they? Padma? Yeah. Padma? Yes. yes. Padma and Anakin. Yes, there you go. <laughs> and they hate sand, it's so rough. <laughs> Gets everywhere. Yep. <laughs> in the, the, uh, the, the smaller books, the Fantastic Beasts and the, uh, the one about Quidditch, like, there's mention of other wizards in other parts of the world more than there is in the main books. You know what would be awesome if she wrote a book of how the wizarding world interprets all of religion as just, like, muggles' explanation for wizards? If they were just like, Jesus wasn't really the son of God, he was just a wizard, and he just had, like, (laughs) dope wizard powers, and, like, you know, like, the, what's his name? He killed that dragon? St. George? Yeah. Beowulf. St. George killed that dragon. <laughs> Beowulf also killed a dragon, yes. Grendel wasn't a dragon. He could talk at everything. No, he, no, killed he a dies dragon fighting later. a dragon. I don't remember fighting yes. a dragon. There's this weird, like, long part where he talks to his shield boy before he goes get to get killed about, like, 
the inevitability of death, and then he like gets fried by a dragon instantly. That was yeah, before it's pretty sweet. Stories being any good. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Even though I love Beowulf. Well. Yep. <laughs> yep. So anyway, uh, speak. Speaking, oh yeah, St. George could have been a wizard or whatever, I don't care. <laughs> that feels like some X-Men JFK was a mutant stuff. Yeah. Yes? Is that bad? Are we against that? Um, I don't know, it's a little corny. Yes. Uh, we're talking about Harry Potter here, right? Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Speaking of talking about Harry Potter and making people upset, Jeff, what have you been up to on the internet this past week? <laughs> Uh, well, I made some inflammatory tweets about the changing nature of Harry Potter. Uh, yeah, I guess we could get into that a little bit. I was trying to help you out since you said you didn't have anything that you did on the internet, so I thought we could talk about that. Uh, yeah, someone kind of coalesced, um, there's, as everyone who's read Harry Potter knows, there's a weird tonal shift around, like, the third or fourth book uh, definitively by the end of the fourth book. Yeah, um, I think it really, with the climax of the fourth book, I think that's when it happens. Yeah, yeah but like, dude, the first what? book has a very kind of dreamy fairy tale, uh, I heard it compared to, uh, Roald Dahl, uh, sort of feeling, where it's like, oh, he's an orphan who lives under the stairs, and he discovers this magical world of whimsy and goes across the ocean in a giant peach. And, well, point of, uh, order, point of order, Roald Dahl's books are extremely dark, all of them. Yes. yes, but they're a different kind of dark. They're a kind of dark where it's like, this is a world where such awful things happen and everyone's like, yep, that's how the world is. Mm, a yeah. lot of them are like kids who are abused, like they're fantasies to get out of their actual lives. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, you could say that a similar thing about like Neil mm-hmm. Gaiman's books are also sort of in that same uh, genre. Like, if we've talked about Coraline on here before, and it's it's also pretty dark. But, like, Roald Dahl definitely goes to a whole nother level, where, like, people, like, people literally will, like, torture children in a very literal, physical harm kind of way, and then other adults will hear about it and be like, yes, that's fine. <laughs> Which is what happens at the beginning of Harry Potter as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's just kind of got that, like, it doesn't exist in a world with police and courts, it just exists in a world where, uh, most adults are explicitly, like, the enemy. Uh, and then it sort of adopts realism as it goes on, and then, uh... Uh, has to justify why it was a weird fairy tale before that. And there's stuff from the first book that, like, they just, I think everyone just, like, is like, let's just not talk about that anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, when Harry Potter opens the tropical snake cage at the zoo with magic (laughs) accidentally, and, like, a python just, like, gets out and gets away, and no one stops it or tries to prevent it from escaping, (laughs) like... If that happened in one of the later books, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? But, like, until that point in the book, it seems reasonable in that fairy tale world that they're in. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that snake never comes back later, right? That's not, like, one of Voldemort's pals, is it? No. I don't think so. That would be pretty harsh if it was. Like, yeah, you freed me, and now I'm here to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very hard to 
to retcon into being a thing, though, I think. Yeah. But it's true. Looking back in the context of, you know, the seventh book, uh, the fact that in the first book there's a little series of harmless puzzles, like if you mess up the puzzle you'll just be non-hurt and sent somewhere else. Uh, the fact that there's puzzles like that to stop Voldemort getting a thing that could bring him back from the dead forever is a bit the, uh, the very idea that Dumbledore is like, okay, Voldemort might be in the school right now, and so I'm going to have all of my professors come up with, like, practical jokes to play on him. <laughs> Is it's fine in that book. You read the yeah, book yeah. and you're like, yeah, that's that's fun and a great kid story. Yep. But then later on, when Voldemort literally fucking murders people, <laughs> like literally sucks their souls out of their bodies, yeah. you're like, yo, Dumbledore, <laughs> you should have been way more concerned about this yeah. shit. And, and when later one of the puzzles, quote-unquote puzzles involved in the story involves Voldemort, sorry, Dumbledore making the wrong choice. And, Same thing, right? And putting on Dumbledore a lied, muggles died. No, no, shut up. <laughs> Dumbledore makes the wrong choice in a little puzzle in the story, and his hand turns to a skeleton hand for the rest of his life. <laughs> his, his brief life as his yeah. best friend has to murder him. He doesn't get sent down a magical stone slide into a pile of bouncing weeds <laughs> like yeah. what happens to Ron in the uh, yeah. first book. Yeah, like the booby traps of the first book are like flying keys. You have to catch a flying key with tiny and whimsical wings. and then well, in, Be like, careful, they poke you. Yeah, and then in the sixth book, the 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 booby traps are like this goblet full of water is on an island surrounded by zombies that yeah. want to murder you. And as and as lake. <laughs> and as you are being force fed the water by your young ward, you're begging for death. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> Although, how amazing would it have been if Ron just started begging for death during that chess game? <laughs> oh, like, man. whoa, wait, Ron! It's just giant statues. Calm down, kill me! I want to die. Die for Harry. <laughs> oh God. <sighs> <laughs> I like the idea that it's uh it sort of mirrors uh growing up uh the way the world mm -hmm. seems magical when you are 10 in a way that it does not when you are 17. Mm -hmm. Uh and I think that I like to believe that it was an intentional choice. I know it definitely uh was later on uh the getting darker and darker with each book, but mm -hmm. I I it feels like as soon as she decided that or as soon as she realized it was going to be a series uh like after that first book hit she was like all right I'm going to have it get older as the characters age and uh it provides a nice mirroring but yeah you do get weird stuff like imagine a scene in uh Man of Steel where he has to be like hey remember that time when Jimmy Olsen turned into a giant turtle man <laughs> Like, it's that kind of level of, like, there's a serious thing happening, but well, in the same past, there's some I goofy, mean, goofy stuff. I mean, Jeff, you chose possibly the worst example, because, like, that is 
most comic books where it's like, <laughs> oh man, Batman is like raising his illegitimate son and trying to teach him not to murder because he was raised by assassins till this point and it's very important moral quandary. And also, Batman, don't forget that time like 40 years ago when someone turned you into a di- giant duck and you like had to be duck bat instead. Like... <laughs> That's exactly why I brought it up, because they get the chance to reset continuity and still tell uh, progressive stories without having to be like, and also this goofy stuff happened to these characters. Whereas Harry Potter, by the nature of it being a single series, uh, had to later be like, oh, and I guess there were reasons for all those bad things that were happening earlier. Well, I, I just, said this it, online, but I like to think of it as uh, J.K. Rowling's like a mother telling this true story of what really happened to Harry Potter to children, and as they get older, she's telling the story with more of the bad details that she left out at the beginning. Like, those details might have always been there, but they weren't part of the story. But it's weird, because it's kind of darker at the beginning. Like, yeah, parts of it are yeah. way worse. Like, Harry Potter's home life is is, like unconscionably bad in the beginning and then just kind of, like, really unpleasant later. Kids like things to be black and white in that way, though. That's yeah. true. Yeah, it's pretty it's... dark in, like, a fairy tale way, but uh, mm-hmm. as it becomes more realistic, those even the darkest of the fairy tale things become way worse. <laughs> it's weird because it does make it very hard to reread the series, though. Mm-hmm. I know that there are people out there who've read the series multiple times, and good for you, um, but for me... Like, going back, I've read it maybe two or three times, but going back to the beginning and reading it, I'm like, uh, this is so, like, a childish story, and if I'm in the mood for that, I'm not going to be in the mood for what comes later, (laughs) and if I'm in the mood for what comes later, I'm not in the mood for this right now, so, like, if if you're not reading them a year or two apart, it's really hard to get through them, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, You could just skip the first two. That's true, but those are pretty good, just completely different. Yeah, yeah. The second one does have a lot of setup, uh, which is why I feel like, like after the first book came out and shattered yeah. all the box office records, she was like, "All right, now I can start building." A they have box offices yeah. for world. books, right? Publishing box offices, yeah. sure. Yeah, you have to go to the theater box office to buy books. Yeah, now. Uh, books come in boxes, guys. Have you not been to Barnes and Noble? They've got to have an office where those boxes come in. Come on. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so, Matt, uh, anyway, what have you done on the internet this week? <laughs> Damn, get uh, me to it. Okay, so I was watching a lot of Cutthroat Kitchen on Netflix because I like watching cooking shows, and it's a fun show to watch. Um, and I talked about this briefly on my Facebook feed, but, like, I was upset by the fact that no one seems to use any kind of strategy whatsoever when playing that game. Hmm. And then I was like, you know what would be cool... I, I want to look at statistics of, like, people who've won Cutthroat Kitchen and how they used their money and, like, all this kind of stuff. Because one thing that came up in the discussion on my Facebook feed is the fact that it is a very misogynistic game because almost every time the male chefs are like, well, I'm not going to bother to try to get out the female chef because she's no threat. Can you which is describe true. The, ga- the show real quick? I have seen it, but just so. Oh, yeah, sure. That's a good point. So the game is, it's four chefs and three rounds of cooking, and the chefs get a certain amount of money at the beginning of the game, and then they can buy, 
like, challenges for the other chefs to have to overcome in the cooking of whatever meal they're making. So, like, replacing all of their knives with uh, wolverine claws or something like that. Um, <laughs> that would actually be really awesome. <laughs> that is a real thing that really happened. That is, I'm not making that up. That is oh, an man. episode. <laughs> One of the episodes I saw, it was just like, uh, you have to cook on this TV tray. I'm like, ah, that's not as cool as Wolverine Claws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they do some pretty goofy stuff, and it's a fun show. It's nice. It actually teaches you a lot about cooking, because when people who are trained chefs, like, have to make do when, like, ingredients are removed and stuff... It's really useful because then you can be like, oh, I see, like, you know, <clears throat> the reason that that egg is in that recipe is to provide binding and you can replace it with other sources of protein and all this stuff. So <clears throat> it's a cool show, but there's it's a game show and there are game elements to it. And part of it is you have a limited amount of money and you have to use that money to try to get the other chefs out. Um, so every game, people try to put the most challenges on the chef that they find to be most threatening. Um, and almost all the time, the male chefs just discount the female chefs out of hand and try to get each other out first. Mm. Which is upsetting on many levels and is, you know, a symptom of chefs in general being sort of a boys club as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I wanted to look up statistics of, like, how often do women win? Do they win a disproportionate amount because people are underestimating them so they aren't putting challenges against them and stuff like that? And I was like, if the internet was created for one thing, (laughs) it was created to amass statistics about game shows. So I was like, I want to look up lists of winners of game shows and stuff like that. And I couldn't find it anywhere! (laughs) I looked. there's no, like, gameshow.wikia.com? Not that I could find, and I was like, okay, well, maybe maybe Cutthroat Kitchen is too niche, so I tried looking up Jeopardy winners, and, like, there's a Wikipedia page, but there's no list of contestants that have been on Jeopardy, and, like, how many questions they got right and wrong. Like, none of that stuff exists anywhere! What are we doing, (laughs) Internet?! (laughs) It's so disappointing when the internet lets you down with something that you think must be out there. <laughs> I could not believe it. I like there's there's nothing I thought more would be on the internet than this information. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised too. Not on, yeah. even on like Wikipedia or anything. Yeah, I mean Wikipedia has a list of episodes, and I even managed to find a list of winners, but it didn't say how much money they won or like mm-hmm. who else was in the episode. Because I really want to know the ratio of how many women contestants there are to how many women winners there are, mm-hmm. and relate that to men. But nope, that's just not out there. So my idea for a new podcast is a statistical analysis <laughs> of game shows every week. What do you guys think? Uh, sounds great. I know what... Sounds like it involves a million hours of prep work for every yes. single podcast. <laughs> yep. I think that this would be an interesting podcast that you host alone, and by episode 50, it's just half an hour of you screaming, because you've gone mad from all the maths. I think any I th- podcast that was just Matt would eventually involve half an hour of screaming. <laughs> That's what this one is, mostly. Well, that's why it's an hour-long show. Half an hour of it is me screaming, and the other half is you guys talking about Reddit. <laughs> uh, did we talk about Reddit on this show? That's weird. <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> uh, okay, Louisa, what have you been up to on the internet? Um, I've been looking a lot at the Pokemon Center website. You guys know this oh, one? Oh, for fuck's it's sake. The new Hell yeah. Store for <laughs> cool Pokemon stuff. 
but I'm really mad because my favorite Pokemon is Jigglypuff, and there are no Jigglypuff items available yet, so that makes me angry. But there's a lot of stuff that's good, and then weird, like, uh, things that aren't connected to anything. Like, there's mugs you can buy, and there's a mug of a, um, uh, there's a, there's a Pokemon, uh, with cherry blossoms around it on a mug, and there's one of a Pokemon with, like, fall leaves around it. So, like, obviously that should be a set of four, <laughs> but there's no summer one, and there's no winter one. So, they're constant. That's maddening. Yeah, it is. And also, they list all their shirts separately by size, so if you look at one shirt, you're going to get, like, eight results, because each size of that shirt gets its own listing, so this is very frustrating. Hmm. But, it's pretty good, and I wasted some money on there already. So that's what I've been doing. Wasting money. I like Pokemon merchandise, and I wish I had more of it, but uh, I if don't. Only, if only they made more Pokemon stuff. It's surprisingly hard yeah. to find the Pokemon you want, because like, if you go to a toy store or Target or something, they have merchandise for whoever the most recent starters are, some of the crappy early game, uh, whatever the new Rattata is, uh, and then Pikachu, and that's it. That's all you can get. Mm-hmm. And well, it's if... impossible for them to make merchandise for every Pokemon because there are fucking 10 billion bullshit garbage Well, ones. let me ask you this then. Do you, either of you, like Goomy, the Pokemon Goomy, which is the no slime, one does. slime I've, dragon? I've heard that they never say die. How, how uh, is that? Go no. to hell. <laughs> Oh, excuse me, Jeff, for bringing up a franchise that you don't like, you fucking asshole. I don't think one movie does a franchise make. I was gonna make a joke about Goonies are good enough, but you've already used that as the end theme song on one of the episodes, haven't you? Yeah, I did that. That's true. That did happen. Uh, No, okay, so Goomy, no one likes Goomy. Slime Dragon, totally terrible and gross. There is so much merchandise for Goomy. Why? Why is that? Okay, real quick. What's everyone's favorite Pokemon? Louisa, you said yours was what? Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff. Okay. Jeff? Raichu uh, or Lucario. Okay. I think mine is probably Goomy. (laughs) (laughs) It's all for you, then. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Goomy? You need to be buying these Goomy socks and very fancy enamel pins and backpacks. (laughs) Yeah. Known as the soft tissue Pokemon? You're a big fan of this slime dragon? Sure. Wait, what? Soft tissue? Wait, what? It's uh, it's based on uh, some kind of uh, cryptozoological, some kind of Japanese cryptid that's uh, like bog dragon made of slime. Uh, so it's like a little pink goo ball, but it's a dragon. Huh. But it's also not very attractive, and none well, of its ev- evolutions are good. Admittedly, I haven't given a shit about Pokemon since the first one. But, like, Mewtwo always struck me that way, too. Everyone was like, oh, he's so cute and great. And I was just like, why? Yeah. Like, he's just kind of a floating pink, like... That's Mew, I think you mean. Oh, Mew, you're right. Wait, which one's the one that floats and is like a little kid? Mew. That's Mew. Oh, which one's Mewtwo, then? Is he the big Mewtwo is the standing one? up one from okay. Smash Brothers. He's yes, just like, fine. Mew grew up and got really into MRA stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a bodybuilder pickup artist. <laughs> okay. No, I meant Mew, uh, but Mew just looks like if you had a cat and then sanded it down. 
Yes. Yeah, I think that's why people like it. No, that's horrible. Because <laughs> cats are good, and pink, gooey, floaty, <laughs> tweety things are good. If you sandblast a cat, Jeff. Oh, <laughs> uh, if you sandblast a cat, Jeff, you're going to jail. Mm, only if they catch me. <laughs> I gotta catch them all, right? Sure. You gotta catch me all. <laughs> <laughs> this is how all your notes end All your serial Cat- killer notes <laughs> Catch me if you all <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm the Pokemon killer Yeah, you're, you're a special like, Zodiac uh, uh, Crypto mm, Way of speaking is just that you <laughs> Rework things from the Pokemon cartoon and then, and then on the back of every Note that you leave is a piece of the Pokemon rap <laughs> Well, like, some of that rap is just listing names. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the the detectives are like, is this just a list of Pokemon names? And then finally the big break in the case is, oh my god, it's the Pokemon rap! <laughs> <clears throat> Hello, this is the Pokemon killer speaking. <laughs> my next murder will take place tomorrow at 3pm. Catch me if you uh, can. Is there a Pokemon that starts with can so I can finish this joke? Mm, uh, mm, I'm right. I write all that in the note. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, give me a minute. Let me uh, Is there a canopy themed uh, Pokemon? I run out of I run out of Pokemon puns, so I just stop doing the murders. Yes, but you run out of them before the first murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I haven't started. <laughs> The thing keeping you away from murders is that there's no Pokemon that starts with can. <laughs> uh, is there a Can Canada themed Pokemon? Is there uh, a Canada there's... themed Pokemon? <laughs> they all are, if you think about it. <laughs> oh there's my god, how Vulcanium. many are there with uh, Bulbasaur on them? I bet a million. Yes, I guarantee sure. that there's a bunch of bootleg shirts with Pikachu with like red eyes and a big smile. When I was yeah. when I was looking up Thuggish Jigglypuff earlier for some <laughs> reason, the thing, that, the thing that came up was Pikachu with Thug Life tattooed across his chest. Oh, I just googled Gangsta Pikachu. Great. I love it. I love all these pictures I'm looking at, and I'm not going to link you to any of them. Good, because don't. they're bad. What you should do instead is hit that random button. Yeah, I just did, and I think that this one is going to be pretty good. It's another town. Don't it's tell a town me. Don't tell me before you link We're me. all familiar with. Ah. But not directly, though. Speaking I don't think of any of weed, us has been right? here. Ah, 420. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've got the Reddit for r slash Vancouver. Yay. Uh, the tagline under the title is, The Best Place on Earth. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Okay, so, I was going to read the sidebar, and there is literally not one at all. <laughs> <laughs> I like that the picture at the top has some man, who I don't know, with a badly drawn cartoon body holding a soda that says hemp on it. <laughs> So it's uh, not... I, I pr- I'm, be- I'm betting that that's a beer. Are a we, beer, are... a hemp beer, sure. Hold on. Are we sure that this is Vancouver, Canada and not Vancouver, Washington? It literally says Vancouver, BC, Canada in the title bar. Where? At the top of your browser. It sure doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it does not say that for me either. Oh, uh, that's weird. Title. The title of my tab says Vancouver, BC, Oh, it Canada. does in the tab. You're right. Uh, yep. Yes, yes, I see it now. Uh, so, yeah. first of all, I'd like to say that is super dumb that that's the only way you, you can tell which Vancouver they're talking about. 
But does anyone care about Vancouver, Washington? I mean, Vancouver, it's got... Washington cares, I'm sure. I guess. It's got some Terrence and Phillips up there. That's Canada. Yeah, but then you have to know that reference and then be able to transpose that onto that being Canada-themed. I mean, this is the main Vancouver. If Vancouver, Washington got r slash Vancouver, this the Vancouver, BC would be very mad at them. I wonder what theirs is then. Not that I want uh, to probably that, but... Vancouver, no, WA. Is there any way we it. can stop talking about Vancouver, Washington? <laughs> uh, yeah, I found it. It's Vancouver, WA. Okay, so this it's is not as active. Vancouver, Canada, which we've determined through very circuitous means because they could have just said it right on the page and they did not do that. Uh, yeah. yeah, it uh, it's it's a very well organized subreddit. It's got like a little filters thing on the side. You can filter out "Ask Vancouver" or "Housing" or "Crime," "Politics," "Photos," and "Transportation." I believe it's the most expensive place to live in Canada, which I heard on a podcast that I think we all enjoy, which is "Stop Podcasting Yourself." The guys who host that live in Vancouver, Canada. Yeah, so most of my impression of Vancouver comes from those guys that Stop Podcasting Yourself, Mm -hmm. and while I love the guys who host Stop Podcasting Yourself, and all of their guests, the way that they describe most of the people in Vancouver makes it sound like it's some kind of, like, Mad Max hellscape full of, like, (laughs) horrific nightmare monster people. Uh, this is a city where they renamed a park to Dude Chilling Park officially because someone pranked them and put a sign that said that there. <laughs> yeah, I can't that's tell- That's great. Is that great? I can't tell if that's great or the worst. I love that. I want to go to Dude Chilling Park. <laughs> but it's like- It strikes me as similar to when you hear about things happening in Australia where it's like, somebody threw a dildo at the Prime Minister and the Prime Minister was like, ha ha! And you're like, What? <laughs> If that happened in America, that person would be in jail for the rest of their lives. Oh, or like how uh, the British uh, charts, like they're always, people are always like, hey, you know what we should get to the top of the British charts? This ridiculous song. And then you're able to do it because there's hardly any people to vote on that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. This was one one guy, though. He said there was like a statue of a dude chilling in the park. Uh, and so he put up a sign as a prank slash art project that said Dude Chilling Park, and yeah, then the I, town took it down. I think you've put your finger right on the problem, which is the phrase prank slash art project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it seems great. No, that's something no human should ever do. Yeah, if you didn't think it was funny, hey, it was an art project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. I'm disappointed because the top link of all time is called Drunk Girl at Bus Stop in Front of Tim Hortons Who Slept on My Couch. And then if That's you, a very Canadian thing. And then if you click on it, there is no information. Well, but it does it does go to a page missing uh, message from Craigslist, so I'm assuming it's a missed connection, which is so. awesome. Yeah. yeah. The idea of the missed connection, like... Hey, you slept on my couch after passing out drunk, but I never got your name, and then you just left, but I'm in love with you. <laughs> oh, it's the worst thing. It yeah. sort of exemplifies uh, the the stereotypical Canadian politeness. Like, oh, uh, I've run into this drunk person, and I don't want to be in this situation, but I don't want to be rude. <laughs> uh, yeah, so- sorry, you can sleep on the couch. <laughs> 
I mean, I, I, I don't think I would I, let someone sleep on my couch without being like, I'm going to take a quick look at your license and so I know your name in case you steal anything. <laughs> That's true, but I feel like you guys have both jumped to the conclusion that the girl was somehow the aggressor in this situation. <laughs> I'm assuming that the guy was like, oh, you're dying. <laughs> I'm going to let you, like... I'm gonna yeah. t- bring you into my house so you don't die here. Yeah, fair yeah that enough. also makes but sense. But then what you do is you're like, I'm gonna take a quick look at that license in case you do die, and I have to tell the paramedics who you are. <laughs> and I have to figure out how to cover up the fact that your body was ever in my house. <laughs> oh, hmm. man. Speaking of someone dying and then someone else helping them, um, sure. did you guys see the video of the guy who fell onto the subway train tracks in New York recently? Oh. Oh, man. No, I didn't. Oh, man. Some guy was standing on the edge of the subway, and, like, I don't know if he was sick or he was on drugs or something, but, like, he passed out and fell down onto the tracks, and the train was coming, and three guys jumped down and grabbed him and pulled him up before the train got there. That's amazing. It's so cool. Like, those guys are so much braver than I am even in my imagination. (laughs) Like, usually when I see somebody do something heroic, I'm like, if I'd been there, I think I might have been that guy. No, absolutely not. (laughs) This, I definitely would not have helped this guy. I would have felt very bad, but I would not have done it. I don't know. Uh, What's worse, going down to help that guy or seeing someone get crushed by a train right in front of you? Well, I have seen someone get crushed by a train right in front of me, and that was very bad, but like... Well... But like, listen. Yeah, the thought of it being you is yes. a little bit worse. <laughs> exactly. There's no guarantee you're gonna not just be there as well, and then everyone's gonna be like, "This fucking idiot!" Like, <laughs> yeah, that guy died because he was on drugs, and that's very sad. But this guy just jumped down. What a fucking moron! Uh, plus, you like time is of the essence with something like that, and I would absolutely be standing there thinking, "Oh my god, what should I do?" For yeah. too long, and it would be too late. Yes. I guess you guys just aren't heroes. Jeff, your I think you have a very overblown uh, <laughs> sense of how brave you would be in the moment. Uh, yeah, I'm probably a coward. <laughs> uh, uh, the thing I value most is my own life, and I don't ever want that value to be tested. <laughs> I, I have... And would again risk my own life to help other people in many situations, but I'm oh, la di da. But I'm very scared of trains because, as I said, I saw somebody commit suicide jumping in front of a train. It's not a funny thing, so I'm not going to talk about it. But like having seen that, I have this irrational. I was going to say irrational, but pretty rational fear of being hit by trains. Yeah. Trains are pretty scary because they always say, uh, as a like safety warning, it's going to come much faster than you think it is. You're not yeah. you're, you're not going to have a good judge of how fast or how hard it's moving. And, okay, yeah, so I was thinking about that. I'm going to say a thing that's going to make you guys think I'm insane. <laughs> but at the at the end of Ant Man, where there's that fight on the trains, like hmm. it's funny and cute that they're fighting on toy trains, and that doesn't bother me at all. But there's one moment where Ant-Man throws one of his enlarging discs, or whatever they are. One yeah, of it makes things. sense in the movie, don't worry, guys. Yes. Uh, to make the Thomas the Tank Engine into, like, a train-sized thing, <laughs> and it scared the fuck out of me. It's a giant train barreling through a house, like, 
doesn't kill anyone, but it could, and it has giant googly eyes swishing back and forth. Oh my god, it's awful! Yeah, for a lighthearted movie, as that pretty much was, there was way too much at the end about giant things crashing through things. Yeah, also that giant ant being her pet forever is the worst thing. I found... I can't think of Thomas the Tank Engine without remembering... Every time I go into a Toys R Us or any other kind of toy store and there's sections labeled by which franchise is there, the Thomas the Tank Engine section is invariably labeled Thomas the Train. I think think that might be... You sometimes see this with uh, British things that come to America where somebody in publishing or in movie studios producing they decide that Americans won't understand something, and so they change it in a weird way. Tying back to well, Harry yeah. Potter, changing Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's, the Philosopher's Stone to the Sorcerer's Stone, which doesn't mean anything, but they thought Philosopher's Stone was too confusing. Yeah, well, because everyone knows that the story of the Philosopher's Stone is British in origin, right? I, see, that's the thing, though. Publishers are always like, yeah, yeah, uh, Americans won't understand this, or kids won't get this. And it's that so was, bizarre. That was a joke. I know that the yes. Philosopher's Stone is originally Greek I in know, origin. and I was glossing over that because we both know that. <laughs> yes, but our, our audience might think I'm just an idiot. <laughs> and by might, I mean does, and by just, I mean accurately. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> So I'm looking at one of the posts, uh, a person who said they're cleaning up a local street. It's under the top post. It was like third or fourth down. And it's just uh, pictures of trash bags of stuff that they've collected. So it's kind of gross, but uh, that's what I've been looking at. Oh, I found somebody recopied the uh, the Craigslist post of the drunk girl who slept on the couch. Ah, where's that? Uh, it's in the comments okay. of that post. He wanted to... Uh, get in contact with her because she took his jacket and it had a lot of sentimental value to him. Oh, see? Uh, If he'd taken a peek at that license, I would have done. Guys, this is just the plot of a ghost story. We're (laughs) we're three quarters of the way through a ghost story. He got the jacket back and the girl was fine, though. But she hadn't been seen in 40 years! (laughs) Yeah, that jacket burned down 25 years ago. He found the jacket hanging on a gravestone. Isn't that how that ghost story goes? And he had hooks for both his hands. That's why he couldn't look at her license. <laughs> That's also why he couldn't pick up that jacket. <laughs> Guys, I had a dream once that would be a great horror movie. I was, like, running from someone who was chasing me, and then I uh, was, like, videotaping it, and I stumbled over a garbage can, and I looked in the garbage, and it had the video camera and my clothes that I was currently wearing in the garbage can, like, all dirty and messed up. Ooh, yeah, right? I, I wrote that down, like, as soon as I woke up from it, like, alright, I need to remember this to turn oh, it into a scary movie. I wasn't paying attention to you and didn't get that it was a dream. <laughs> I thought that something, I thought somehow there was a duplicate <laughs> set of clothes in real life. Was that you? Oh yeah, was that, sorry, was that, that, that was time travel. What? Yes. I thought you were, like, adding dramatic tension to it, but you were actually confused by the uh, logistics of the story. Yeah, I was looking at a thing on, on the Reddit. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> There's a comic, I forget who, but they said, if you're going to tell me about a dream, don't tell me that it's a dream, and I'll be yeah. way more interested. It's so much better! <laughs> oh, man, I love that. I want that to be a real thing from now on. I never want to know if it's a dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Okay, well, then it was real. Okay, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, it turns out I'm magic or a time traveler. <laughs> or? Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe both. <laughs> Don't limit me. Well, uh... This subreddit is super boring. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't know why... It's like, the just t- useful. The town ones are always the worst. I don't know why they exist, and I also, yeah. like, feel bad that we have to do them. <laughs> that we keep having to do them. <laughs> Maybe we should start skipping town ones, because it's always the same stuff. Where can you rent a good place? Does anyone know about this bus line? Like, it's Although, always the same. I will point out that this is probably the episode that is most likely to be listened to by our favorite podcast, Stop Podcasting Yourself. <laughs> but we're, yeah, we'll have to yeah. make sure to tweet it at them. Yeah. And uh, actually, I've been thinking, because I, as our listeners know by now, I travel a lot for work, <laughs> and I'm going to be in Bellingham, Washington later this year, uh, and I'm seriously considering staying over the weekend and driving up to, to Vancouver, because I would like to see what it's like. Uh, I hear that all the Canadian towns are pretty good, but, like, when Canadians talk about them, they're like, yeah, it's crummy. But that's from the Canadian perspective. <laughs> I think to us it would seem like a paradise. Yeah, probably. Well, let's put this out there. The Pacific Northwest is amazing. It's so good. I love, like, Oregon and Washington State are, like, two of my favorite places that I've ever visited in my life. Because you like smoking that doja. Because <laughs> you like to toke up a dank joint. Yes. Yes. Primarily, I do it for doja. <laughs> um, yeah, that explains... That's what you put on your uh, uh, crossing the border, your little customs form. I'm coming up here for the doja. I did say Oregon and Washington State. I don't have to cross any borders for that, Louisa. I know. You have to cross the border into Weedland. Is wait, is weed legal in Vancouver, or is it still in that weird gray area? I think it's California legal, but also yeah. decriminalized. So, like, you just get a fine if you smoke it when you're not allowed to. Also, can can we start referring to the Pacific Northwest as that weird gray area? Yes, <laughs> gray from all the weed smoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that voice you're doing, Jeff. You should use that all the time. <laughs> oh, do you? Because yeah. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, I bet you could get a lot of ladies with a voice like that. Can you give me a Precious. pickup line in that voice? Hey, girl. Is that... Are those space pants? Because your ass is out of this wild. <laughs> Did it, yeah. did it hurt what you fell from heaven? Is there any way you can somehow incorporate Doja into this? Because that was really working for me, too. I got something you can smoke. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Uh, this is definitely going to... What's the opposite of ASMR? It's going to do that. Someone's spine is going to melt and their brain's going to fall out the back of their head because of what they just heard. Uh, Jeff is going to become a weapon for the CIA. Looking for uh, sounds that would kill anyone as soon as they heard it. Yeah, I've got a combination of uh, Banshee and Gambit's powers. (laughs) What? Wait, Gambit? 
Yeah, his other power is that uh, people want to bang him because they hear his voice. That sounds crazy. Is that true? Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah, it's weird because he doesn't need that. He already has black eyes with red pupils uh, and is a Cajun dude. Jeff, do you want to have sex with people with black eyes with red pupils? All I'm saying is, he yeah, has, like, a... Disseminator is when part of his face melted and he saw the robot part underneath. <laughs> yeah, right? You did not answer my question, Jeff. I mean, I don't, but I assume that his distinctive uh, physical features are part of his appeal. What is the deal with Gambit's uh, thing? That... Eyes? <laughs> well, okay, that, yes. But also that thing that he wears on his head... That oh, is I was like, gonna bring up his weird mask. Yeah, but it's not a mask. Yeah. Definitionally, it's the thing. It's everything but a mask that goes <laughs> on your head. Yeah, he's very modest about his ears. I guess. <laughs> it's it was the nineties. That it, was what Jean Grey's mask looked like too. Yeah, was it just that somebody was bad at drawing ears? Is that why they did that? I wonder. I think it was just the design feature, and they didn't consider that that's impossible in real life. Yeah. I mean, it's possible, it's just stupid as hell. Yeah. I, uh, I was trying to Google about Gambit's eyes, and the sentence that came out of my idiot brain was, Why is Gambit's eyes like that? (laughs) Did you get any results? (laughs) Uh, yeah, but I don't know if there are any... Oh, here's a, uh, something from, uh, Yahoo Answers. That'll probably help. Yeah, that's always very helpful. Why are his sclera black? Did they ever explain... It's part of his mutation. Dumb. Great. That's a yeah. great answer. Dumb. Thank you. Dumb. All right. His first, his primary mutation is his weird eyes. His secondary mutation <laughs> is the fact that he could turn playing cards into bombs. And his tertiary mutation is that he can bone down. That's, what, that. <laughs> that's why he didn't show up in the comics for so long. Because his primary uh, mutation was the only one for a long time. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And so he was just called Weird Eyes, and everyone was like, I don't know that we want Weird Eyes on the X-Men. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't seem particularly useful, and I can't understand his horrible accent. Hey, okay, Weird so- Eyes, can you just, like, watch this the car while we go and fight Magneto? I'll show him on me! <laughs> oh god, Jeff! <laughs> That's what Gambit sounds oh, like. Oh god, Jeff, you just found a sexier voice than you earlier <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's that's Gambit's actual voice. He just screams in a foghorn leghorn uh, style of Cajun accent. Yeah. No, I was gonna say. So I hate him. He can he can turn things that he's holding into little tiny bombs, right? Like that's his thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He settled on playing cards. If he had settled on dice, couldn't he be called Snake Eyes? Oh, that would be awesome, because then it would tie in with his cool eyes. Yeah, exactly. Wait, but it still wouldn't tie in with his sex-having powers. Could it be, snake like, sex... Snake love to get in those big s- snake piles. <laughs> sex snake? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, is 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 it possible that his, quote-unquote, power of uh, sexual attraction with his voice... Just the fact that uh, people writing comic books who'd never met a person with a Cajun accent were like, oh, this is probably pretty sexy, right? <laughs> Everyone wants to listen to this. There was a time in the 90s when, when people who were creating things for kids genuinely thought that Cajun accents were cool, and I don't understand it. Yeah. Like, there's, there was Gambit, there was also a villain on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. named Leatherhead who had a Cajun accent. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I that doesn't make any sense. 
I'm sure there were more. I, wasn't there a Cajun character on SWAT Cats? Maybe. Uh, probably. Oh my I god, mean, do you guys remember SWAT Cats? <laughs> I'm just remembering that terrible show right now. I remember rediscovering SWAT Cats and being like, wait, there were only two SWAT Cats? Yeah, there were only two of them. <laughs> The world was a world where every human, where like instead of humans, there were anthropomorphic cats, and also they flew a fighter jet. Like your weird, your world isn't weird enough already. <laughs> Couldn't you just have them be superheroes and not have them be like, like Top Gun characters? Yeah, but think about cartoons in the eighties. It needed those tie-ins. How are you going to sell kids on the idea that they're just detectives or something? You can sell them on a SWAT copter. Uh, Sam and Max uh, were just detectives, and they had a cartoon in the nineties. Yeah, and but also the eighties when everything was based around toy tie-ins. But Louisa, SWAT copter would make sense. They did not have a SWAT copter. <laughs> I don't they had a too. fighter jet. <laughs> They well, had a fighter can, jet. you can sell fighter spell- jets you already had. <laughs> yeah, but what does that have to do with SWAT teams? You put SWAT cats on the side. <laughs> but why are they called SWAT cats if they fly jets? That's not what okay. SWAT teams do. It doesn't matter. What they do- were so high on cocaine, they just had to move those fighter jets. Are you talking about the writers or the characters? <laughs> both. Both. <Probably> both. <laughs> What does a big armored van that shoots pizzas out of the front have to do with no, ninja jackals? Jeff, that is very on brand, and I will explain <laughs> to you why. It's a garbage car, and they live in the sewers, you see? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's like a VW van, isn't it? Yeah, but they find it in the garbage and then retrofit it to be a vehicle to get them around. I get that. Yeah, Matt had Why did they Matt make it a... Why didn't they make it a garbage truck? I think that's better theming. It would be too slow and big. Also, it doesn't make any sense that they were shooting pizzas, the thing that they love so much that they talk about it all the time. What if they have <laughs> they have so many garbage pizzas and some of them are edible and some of them are too far gone? <laughs> Do you think anything's too far gone for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I think that... Yeah, they'll eat whatever. <laughs> I mean, isn't there a scene where they they can't eat pizza because it's got, like, mold on it in the second movie. Or no, it's in the first movie. When they come back to their lair, and there's that kid in there who's been there for, like, a month. Uh, and they're like, hey, get out. And he's like, oh, wait, you ordered pizza. And then they're all excited, and they open it, but it's got a bunch of mold on it. And then uh, Michelangelo says, did anyone order pizza- their pizza with penicillin? And then I said to myself... <laughs> That should have been a line that Donatello said, because there's no way that Michelangelo would know what penicillin is. All of this is Guys. Bad. The fact that you remembered it, the scene, everything. The dialogue. <laughs> the fact Guess that what I the Ninja Turtles exact- assault van is called. What? Guess what the Ninja Turtles assault van is called. Mm, pizza uh, launcher. Shell razor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, Ninja Turtles is very bad, right? Like, as a franchise? (laughs) Yes, obviously. But it's very good for a certain age of boy. Yes. A 12-year-old in 1987. I think a 12-year-old at any time is, like... It's like somebody figured out the exact formula of things to make a 13-year-old boy happy. Uh, let's see. What are they like? Garbage, ninjas, pizza, talking animals. Well, yeah, but think, what's what's what... amazing? What's amazing about it is that they managed to figure out how to put all the things that teenage boys like 
without any things that anyone else of any other age likes. <laughs> uh, I love pizza. <laughs> that they did, which uh, a lot of toys did, He-Man and Garbage Pail Kids and all that, is they know that tweens really like stereotypes. <laughs> like, they like the idea that... Like, <laughs> I'm serious. They like the idea that something can be very easily boiled down. So, like, this guy who uh, uh, got hit with ooze, now part of him is garbage. Like, like you get it, right? That's his origin, and then you understand this guy and everything about him. This guy was a Cajun guy, and then he got crossed with an alligator. Like, now he's a Cajun alligator. You get it. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What show was that? Because that sounds great. No, that's not the Teenage Mutant yeah, Turtles. That's, that's the character Weatherhead we were talking about. Oh, okay. I don't know anything about Ninja Turtles <laughs> beyond the lyrics to the theme song. <laughs> Those are very easy lyrics to learn. Mm, but even That song even, is so well made. It is. It's even, all... Even... Ev- like My Little Ponies, like they had a theme, and this one likes painting and whatever, and she's got a palette on her, but and she loves to paint. Like as long as it's very simple, kids love it. Yeah, My Little Ponies was really predicated on like making a world where you were where you could judge people by the color of their skin. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to think that they were clones of some kind, and they were all designed for engineered for a specific purpose. So they were born with those markings, and then that was the thing they were gonna like. <laughs> So it's like a communist utopia where everyone has a job to contribute yeah, to society. According to their need. They did- I really want to read your young adult novel reimagining of uh, My Little Pony. I think it was already called all- Divergent. Is that right? Burn. Yeah. Burn on uh, you, current YA novel. Divergent, Hunger Games, Harry Potter. Like, no, they're no, all about no. dividing children into wrong, groups wrong, based on their essential wrong, characteristics. Wrong. <laughs> I mentioned Divergent because isn't that the one where people are, like, genetically engineered to be a certain job, but then someone wants to, like, not do their job? Uh, they are genetically modified to each have one, like, base emotion. See? And then you're divergent if you have all emotions. Yeah, that was my point. It's very stupid. Yeah, I had, uh... They, they have emotions like, uh, happiness, or moody, or does machines, <laughs> or party dude, <laughs> or is or a girl, or girl... <laughs> Or yeah, remember the, remember the live-action mid-90s series when they added a fifth Ninja Turtle and it was a girl named Venus de Milo? I do remember that. Yep. And then they crossed over with Power Rangers in space. They also knew a lady who was a librarian or an archaeologist or something and she got crossed with a lizard and she was Mona Lisa, remember? Oh yes, I do remember I that. that. <laughs> like, there were... There were women who did paintings <laughs> i remember that she had a she had a, a the ability to like le, like release her tail like lizards sometimes do yeah which is gross when lizards do it but when it's the tail of a human-sized creature that is way grosser yeah. imagine the smell <laughs> yuck here's 35 pounds of rotting meat you could eat that. Don't let that go to waste. That's perfect. Yeah, don't oh, let God. it rot. <laughs> chop that up and put it in the fridge. Tastes just like chicken. Yeah, and if it gets too old, then chop it into thin slices and shoot it out of your pizza laundry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll fit right in the... Oh, I guess it didn't launch pizzas. It looks like it launched uh, manhole covers. Well, the M- one that Matt had definitely yeah. launched pizzas because there were fucking pizzas oh, okay. in their couch forever. <laughs> Yes, that's true. They were just they were just little green plastic discs until you put a sticker on them that looked like pizza, though. Mm-hmm. 
True. Uh, the ones now from the modern cartoon launch uh, launches manhole covers, which is so much more threatening yeah. and uh, you better. could fucking kill yeah, somebody with that though. You could. How heavy are those things? Fifty uh, pounds of metal? No, they're they're <laughs> heavier than that. They're designed to only be able to be lifted by two people because they don't want people vandalizing them. Oh my god! They're like one hundred and fifty can... pounds a piece. You could kill someone by ramming your armored assault van into them also. <laughs> That's what the A-team did, right? <laughs> they just went around the country ramming into people <laughs> to solve problems. The average manhole cover weighs between 250 and 300 pounds. Oh my god, that is no, a terrifying thing. Launched at you? Going back to what Jeff said, yes, you could kill somebody by hitting them with any vehicle, but that's not what it was designed to do. Whereas a gun that only shoots manhole covers, what else are you doing other than trying to shoot people with that? I mean, it could probably also shoot pizzas. (laughs) (laughs) But you could do- They just need to load it up with manhole covers to, uh, knock out the Foot Clan's, uh, big- tank or whatever. If you shot a 300 pound manhole cover at a building, you could take yeah. a decently sized building down. Yeah, this is all very Shredder... This is they're becoming, going to just shred Shredder. This is becoming like a strategic incursion thing. Like, they pull up their van and then they shoot a manhole cover to create a new entryway so that they can get in and take people down. You know what? Would, you know who would do that? A SWAT team. I'm like, the fucking SWAT cats and their jet? What the fuck? All right, Donnie, load up the sh- the shell razor with manhole covers. It's time to rip Shredder a new one. <laughs> it's time. Like, to, it's to, <laughs> time to commit brutal murder. Meanwhile, Calabunga! Meanwhile, all over the city, kids are falling down through manholes because there are these covers left. <laughs> Better that they fall into the sewer than that they be torn asunder by a manhole cover launched at 50 miles an hour out of the front of a truck. I don't know which fate is worse, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Although I guess it depends on how fast the van is moving, because if the van's going 50, these things are going to have to be launched at least like 100 miles an hour to be good. Well, what kind of power do with, they have to launch them? Also? Well, with, yeah, with that kind of weight, you'd need so much momentum behind it. I mean... Yeah, like, I don't think you could get it to go a decent distance without launching it at at least 150 miles an hour. Oh, did you see that? I saw a gif of a Mythbusters where they drove a car forward uh, at 50 miles an hour and launched a cannonball backwards at 50 miles an hour, and it, like, just stayed still. It was really cool. (laughs) That is cool. Like, the the gif is the, you see the, basically it looks like the truck drives away and leaves the cannonball standing in a single spot. Does it ever make you guys uncomfortable, the fact that, like, the whole theory of relativity is based on what if you shone a flashlight off the front of a spaceship? What if you shown a mining candle in your John Henry <laughs> space? Can John Han- John Henry mine faster than a light speed spaceship? Yeah, we've got our next installment. It's all coming together. You'll have died of old age by the time you see the light from the candle. <laughs> yes. I th- if you're observing him from Earth. I think, guys, I genuinely think that sooner or later we're going to have to start our own comic book publishing company. <laughs> And have a superhero team that involves Captain Transylvania, uh, John Henry, 
possibly fused with Mecha John Henry. I'd like if that story ended with them coming together and like forming one perfect being. Mm, uh, I love that too. The Wonder Twins. Oh yeah, that might be cool. I like that too, but the Avengers just did that. They made Hank Pym wear Ultron like a suit now. Well, fuck that. We don't have to pay attention to what other people Wait, are doing. Wait, isn't that just Iron Man? Isn't that mm. just exactly Iron Man? No, Ultron is, like, way cooler and better than <laughs> Iron Man. Like, Iron Man's suit is just, like, a robot suit. Ultron is, like, liquid metal and can make more of him mm. and stuff. But it's all, I mean, it's just more of it. It's the same thing as Iron Man, just more so. Yeah, pretty much. That's stupid. Like that. You don't need two guys like that on the Avengers. Fire Iron Man, I guess is what I'm saying. Oh, no, uh, Hank Pym's hanging out in space. Fire Iron Man into the sun. <laughs> uh, he's probably done that before. That seems like something he'd do. Yeah, but somehow he absorbed it all into his body instead because Iron Man is a stupid character that's broken. What? No, he's very good. <laughs> he's very good, except for the fact that anytime things get genuinely challenging, it's like, no, I thought a solution wherein I can make the rules of physics not happen anymore. And it's like, you were supposed to be a science character, Iron Man, you suck. (laughs) Yeah, he fought that while he was busy uh, walking around and having assistants write things down for him and drinking a bunch of coffee. Yeah. (laughs) Also, like, why, I know everyone has said this a million times, but why does Iron Man still get into the suit that he can control with his mind from anywhere on the planet? Yeah. Mm, arrogance. Yeah, see how, why this is a dumb character? <laughs> uh, I like him. I like Iron Man, too. I should get that out of the way. I genuinely love Iron Man as you a character. You like Iron Man, too? That's everyone's <laughs> least favorite. I actually like Iron Man 2 more than Iron Man 3, but that's a whole other conversation. Mm, I like that one bit. I've heard that opinion a bunch, and I'm just baffled by it. I mean, I get it. They're both bad. They're both not good oh, movies. Oh, what? Iron Man 3 is great. Yeah, like no, three. it's not. It is. What like, are you talking about? Where he has to build stuff in a garage. I like. That. Uh, any movie that ends with Guy Pierce leaping through lava at Iron Man is the dumbest thing. Well, okay, they up, all the Marvel movies have third act problems. When he came yes. up with a very smart and unexpected and reasonable solution that when he was in trouble he could call his other suits to come help him. That was great. I loved it. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. But what about the like? Okay, first of all, the idea of him like making knockout bombs out of Christmas ornaments is crazy. (laughs) But, (laughs) like, even that is fun, but the, like, the whole, most of the movie of him, like, hollow-projecting crime scenes and walking slowly around them. What? Mm. What are you doing? (laughs) No, I don't agree. I'm fine with it. (laughs) It's dumb. I hate, that's... If there's one thing in the whole Marvel Universe that I feel needs to go, it's how very common and very unrealistic holograms are. Everyone is constantly fucking using holograms for everything, and it's like, guys, just get a goddamn laptop. You don't need to anymore. (laughs) Uh, Well, they figure Tony Stark has it. They deserve it, too. No one... uh, Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, holograms are cool. Tony, you have to give us that. (laughs) Well, at the core of it, holograms look better when you're watching a movie, and that's what these actually are. (laughs) They're not depicting real-world events. Like, I get it, the fact that using a computer looks boring, and, like, moving your arms around like some kind of rabid conductor is at least a more exciting shot, Mm -hmm. but... Uh, just stop it. Just (laughs) 
stop having so much of your movie revolve around people doing, like, executing programs on computers. Just stop yeah, writing that in there. <laughs> it is really weird to see a bunch of, like, Academy Award-nominated actors having to pretend that they're using a hologram computer for a solid <laughs> chunk of a movie. It was really cool when they did it in Iron Man 1, which is the best of the three, can we all agree on that? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. That was really cool in Iron Man 1, because I'm like, yeah, like... Not all of Iron Man's superpowers are just in his suit. Like, his whole lab is super advanced and way more than anyone else in this universe has, and that's really cool. And then, in the rest of the movies, you find out, no, everyone has that. Like, I, like in this universe, I would have that instead of a desktop computer. Like, this is horseshit. I don't care about that anymore. That's no longer cool. Nah, it's just Tony and S.H.I.E.L.D., though, isn't it? Yeah, but that's all we ever see! Those are the only people we care about in this universe! (laughs) Uh, Well, I feel like Hank Pym probably had a hologram, too. Almost certainly he did. In Ant-Man. I mean, Uh, if he didn't, then, like, that makes him even less cool than he already was. Oh, no, no, there was one, because when uh, Michael Douglas was telling him how to get in to take that thing, the MacGuffin, whatever it was, (laughs) out of that lab... The Ant-Man suit. Yeah, it showed, it, he showed him a little uh, model in hologram of where Jeff, he had to go. Jeff, he already had the Ant-Man suit, otherwise <laughs> that would be a very boring climax to a movie called Ant-Man. He had to, he had to steal the other one. You don't have or any... Or like the Pym Particles or something. You don't have any powers yet, but <laughs> after the movie's over, you'll get superpowers. That's the story that they gave to uh, uh, Evangeline Lilly, though, isn't it? Burn. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But she's the worst, and I hate her. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, yeah, but Wasp is a very good character. Hey, this character's already not very likable. Is there any way you could play her, like, real smug? Like, really, <laughs> really smug, just to make her extra unlikable? Could you do that for us? Yeah, that was a real problem. Why did they make her so unlikable? There was nothing about her that anyone cared about. And then you're like, we're supposed to want her to get together with the most charming human being on the planet, Paul Rudd? I don't think so. <laughs> it bothered me I think how it fucked have... up Paul Rudd's life was in that movie. I'm like, he's such a disaster. No one should talk to him. <laughs> I think it would have read differently if uh, the movie had been about Evangeline Lilly, and like Paul Rudd would have seemed like a total douchebag, and she would have seemed reasonable. Uh, but it was kind of the movie was just on his side. I guess so, but Paul Rudd, like, it's impossible to not like Paul Rudd's character in any movie ever. No matter how awful he's being, like, in Wet Hot American Summer, where his character is literally defined by being awful. And killing children. He kills children. Like, the scene where he throws a temper tantrum and, like, hurls his lunch tray across the room and then angrily picks up every piece of it, one piece at a time, is the funniest scene of that movie. It's so good! And, like, I don't know how he does that, where everything about his character is loathsome, and yet you just love every second of him being on screen. <laughs> All right, yeah, I don't know. Everyone talks about him being super charming, and I guess he's, like, he's pretty charming, but... I don't know. He's no Tom Hanks. No, I think he's more charming than Tom Hanks. I think he's... Uh, You're wrong. I think he's on par. I think they're about equal. Uh, I would like to see them fight. (laughs) Yeah, I would like to see that, too. (laughs) 
Okay, but at, re- at the next WrestleMania. <laughs> okay, but Paul Rudd gets to wear his Ant Man suit, and uh, Tom Hanks gets to wear his Polar Express suit. Uh, so I don't, I'm pretty hologram. sure that he did. I think he did all that motion capture fully nude. <laughs> uh, he's just fighting with ping pong balls stuck to his naked body. <laughs> Probably not and so good if, if he's naked with a ping pong ball. That's probably not ideal for the CGI. They needed to capture that motion, though, Louisa. <laughs> no! <laughs> Paul Rudd is just stuck in a useless, skin-tight superhero costume. <laughs> it doesn't function at all, but he has to wear it. Yep. That would actually be a very funny fight to watch. Well... <laughs> <sighs> um. oh. I think we're done talking about Vancouver. Yeah, so I guess it's very expensive to live there is the point of this board, as far as I can tell. Yes. Yep, that's something we heard not here. Yeah, that was the, on one, the one thing I already knew. <laughs> yeah, but that is what most of the posts on this board are about, as yes. far as I can tell. <laughs> True. Is this where the whole, like, micro-houses thing is coming from? Because I feel like... In many cities, there's this challenge of, oh, housing is very expensive, and a lot of people solve it in a lot of different ways, like living in suburbs, or like just living in a horrible nightmare. Yeah. Um, but the the micro-house thing is probably the worst solution to that problem, and it's something that only hippies could come up with. So I'm assuming that it's from Vancouver, is that accurate? I don't know, you see I don't it know. in New York City a lot, like in Manhattan. I would live in a micro house. Oh, but yes, but Jeff, you have no self-esteem. Uh, no, I just don't really need a lot of space to do things. Oh, but Jeff, you shouldn't be a volunteer prisoner. <laughs> no, I can leave it whenever I want. Oh, it just seems so awful. Uh, if you could, if you had a tiny, tiny house, and when you left it, you were in Manhattan. That sounds like hell. <laughs> that oh like my god, that's ideal. Of hell. <laughs> It's like that when... sounds like exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> but Jeff, don't you want to be able to like wash your body? <laughs> I I can have a shower in my micro house. Can you? I'm not so sure. I mean, like... My ideal living situation is the IKEA model home that is just like <laughs> 300 square feet to show off how good IKEA stuff is. I th- I walk <sighs> into that and I'm like, yeah, I want to live in just. Just this. Every time I see those kinds of things, I just imagine, like, being in that for most of my life, and having one day where I just start screaming and, like, (laughs) flailing my arms and breaking everything, because I haven't been able to move my elbow without thinking about it for so long. Oh my god. Yes, I feel the same way. I'm not claustrophobic at all, but I think I would freak out at some point. Like, imagine if you're like, you know what would be nice this year? Now that I have my own place, I'm going to have a Christmas party. Oh, wait, I can't invite anybody over. And then you just burn your place down. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I also sleep in a twin bed, and I keep, like, pillows next to me, and a cat also sleeps there, and my laundry basket is on the bed, too. (laughs) And I'm fine with that. Jeff, I feel kind of like your life is like a fantasy coma. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, baseball fantasy camp, but if you were in a coma. Uh, I do sleep a lot. (laughs) No, that's terrible. It's like you're a hoarder, and you're not a hoarder, but you're living in a hoarder's life. Well, I kind of (laughs) am. 
Just you should see the piles of comic books that I but have. But you're sending those away. You're making it better. Uh, no one has agreed to have <laughs> me send them to them yet. Uh, you could burn so, <laughs> listeners, if you would like a one of Jeff's comic books uh, chosen at random, you can email him at seeingreddit at gmail.com. Please go ahead and send one in, and we will be happy to send you some random crap from Jeff's house. It will not be better yet. You can go to. We will charge you shipping. Better yet, you can go to patreon.com slash jeffjk, the $15 tier reward, as I will send you a bunch of comic books every month. Well, there you go. That sounds like an ideal way to get more involved in Jeff's life, which is something (laughs) we all want. Uh, Probably uh, 5 to 15 comic books, depending on how thick they are and what what I feel like sending you. You'll notice that I strategically chose below that level so that I wouldn't get comic books that I'd have to throw away. <laughs> I did the same thing. I was like, oh, wait, I want to avoid those comic books. Yep, exactly. <laughs> the next tier up from where you went was $10. Well, You didn't even go close to that. I don't even remember what $10 was. Anyway, you you shouldn't be griping about how much money we're giving you for free every month, Jeff. Oh, no, I'm not. Thank you very much for doing it. <laughs> Don't gripe at me for offering comic books to my dearest fans. <laughs> Wait, are we your dearest fans? Uh, no, I'm not offering them to you. Okay, Because cool. you're not giving me enough money. Yes, <laughs> yeah, so people All right. are dearest to you, the more money they give you. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Uh, my fans sure are. <laughs> Uh, Alright, so hopefully you enjoyed this episode And uh, if you did, please tell your friends about us We can't grow unless you spread the word We're getting some traction now And it's very exciting for all of us Um, And if you want to follow us on Twitter We're at SeeingReddit And Louisa is uh, very good about managing that In a way that the rest (laughs) of us are not So thank you, Louisa Uh, Thank you um, and yeah, please follow us at Seeing Reddit. We love it when people tweet quotes at, from the show at us. It makes me feel much better about myself, so I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, and uh, if you want to follow me, I'm at Kamikaze Pilot. I'm at J3FK. You can go to weaponizedlanguage.com and listen to my other show, Creepy Podsta, uh, which I have to edit. I have recorded like the next five weeks of shows already, uh, which I'm very excited to not have to schedule that for a while uh uh, that's all all right i'm on twitter at heronbird or you can follow me on instagram louisa heron and see all the food that i make that's all (laughs) all right guys well uh hopefully you'll come back again next week so we can dive into another board on reddit and uh until then we will see you next tuesday I want to be the best there ever was To beat all the rest, yeah, that's my cause Electro, Diglett, Nidoran, Mankey, Venusaur, Tata, Fero, Pidgey Sea King, Jolteon, Dragonite, Ghastly, Ponyta, Vaporeon, Polyrath, Butterfree Catch em, catch em, gotta catch em all Pokemon! I'll search across the land, look far and wide Release from my hand the power that's inside Venomoth, Poliwag, Nidorino, Golduck, Ivasaur, Glimmer, Victory Bell, Have you guys gotten those Starbursts, the favor reds that are all red ones, no. and they're red and pink? No. It's the best. It's oh, exactly what you want. Red's the worst flavor of Starburst, though. Oh, it's funny how wrong you are. Pink yeah. is good, wrong. and orange is good, but orange red is bad. just like cherry buttholes or whatever. First of all, lemon is clearly the worst flavor. Well, we yes. We all agree on that, because it tastes like furniture polish. <laughs> yes. I don't how, mind how it tastes, but, like, eh, it's not great. 
Is there any candy besides lemon heads where lemon isn't the worst flavor? Uh, Runts, banana's the worst one. There's no lemon. Uh, no, banana's the best one. What's wrong with you? No, it's not. Of course it's not. Don't say yeah. What? Jeff, why are you so bad at knowing <laughs> oh my what God. good candies are? You guys are both clearly wrong. The banana runs are the only good ones. Oh my God, they taste so bad. Yeah. They taste like that... You remember when we got that 99 bananas uh, da- uh, um, schnapps <laughs> at uh, the liquor store and we all dared each other to drink it and it tasted so, so bad? Well, that mostly tastes bad because it's 99 proof, so it tastes like fire. It tasted like fire and banana runts, which are the two things I least want in my mouth at any given time. Banana runts are great. I'll buy banana them by runs the pound. Are like if you were licking a car freshener that was like tropical oasis flavored. Uh yeah, that sounds super appealing. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Why would that be appealing? Uh I don't know. The cause... texture of a of a balsa wood air freshener against your tongue. Uh, mm, splintery. I super feel the need to defend this now, just because you guys don't like it, and everyone else does. Everyone else does not. Everyone knows banana runs are the worst, because all the rest of them are pretty good. Uh, why are banana oh. runs the only ones you can buy in bulk by themselves at the candy they store, aren't. then? No, because they for sure are. People are masochistic assholes. <laughs> why can't you buy paddles that say slut in studs on them to spank yourself with? The same reason. Punishment. Spank yourself with? <laughs> Wait, are you saying that the banana runts make people horny? <laughs> Maybe. I Let's think start they that rumor. Them themselves because everyone else hates them so much and picks them out when they're doing their scooping that they have to put them all together in their own container. <laughs> 